not gonna. Let's just listen to this for the segment. Yeah, did, who, was this our guest selection? Well, kind of. She inspired me. Was well, a lot better than normal. Yeah, <laughs> way better. <laughs> yeah. Something so we asked her. Pretend- we said, is that well, song pretending? It is. Yeah. Okay. We asked time. her what kind of music she liked, and she said, she said '60s and '70s music. Mm-hmm. Now, what's that guy's that, name again? Uh, that's Clapton. Oh, okay, yeah. So, I mean, I can't think of anybody that rep- – well, I could, I could think mm-hmm. of somebody that represents those eras a little bit better. But, but definitely he spans those eras. Correct. And uh, does it well. Very good. And, and I thought, surely Julie will like Clapton. Yeah. <laughs> do you like Eric Clapton? I do. Yeah. He's, it, that was that uh, song. You couldn't hear it. But when you hear yourself, you'll love it. Yeah. I promise. <laughs> Very good. Promise. Hey, for those, uh, well, yeah, welcome back. You're listening to AM Hodgepodge. Uh, for those of you who missed the first segment, listen to this one. And then if you really want to listen to the other segment, just download it. Podcasts, Facebook, they're you know, all available. Yeah, we've gotten, this sounds a little weird because I don't, I, I actually went for many years without listening to our shows. Mm-hmm. Um, but my wife kind of likes listening to the shows sure and so when we go for a walk in the mornings she'll download the podcast oh cool and, and we'll listen to it yeah so, so that and you know we can i don't know you download it put it on your phone and then you can wander around all over town and you're not using data yeah your uh m- mom's comment was the best she says we need to have more children she, on the show more kids segments yeah yeah and she liked uh, virginia's segment she said she was cute well so we'll just have to go to that wrangle up some kids from Wherever periodically and just have them talk. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they can't be too. They got to be little kids, not the big kids, because right, big kids talk back. Yeah, <laughs> they do. Or just give you attitude. Yeah, and don't talk. Right. Yeah. And we're going to talk about that in shoulder a, in, shrugs in another segment. Shoulder today. shrugs. Yeah. Rollings yeah. of eyes. Rolling of the eyes and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Speaking of eyes, uh, Dan, you've you've brought a guest. I brought two. Yes, but we're we're going to focus on. And there I go again with another pun. We're going to focus on one guest now. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah, yeah. So thanks for having me, Dan McKinney from the Radford Chamber of Commerce. Um, I did bring the first guest we're going to talk to is actually Julie Acres. Um, company is Ability to Access. Um, just a a. If you have, and I'm going to let. I'm not going to steal any of her thunder, but she she helps people with disabilities, and I'll let her delve deeper into that. Um, just a super, super important service, products and service and that sort of thing that she offers people. Um, so I'm going to leave it there. Julie, welcome. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me here. Yeah, Julie, it's uh, it's great to have you. Um, I off the air, I kind of mentioned to you that I had met you before, and I'm gonna say it was was it a year ago or two years ago? It's almost two years. Two ago. years ago. Um, was it before COVID? No, it was smack dab in the middle of COVID. Okay. Wow, I can't believe we were brave enough to do stuff like that back then. Yeah, but she was my first ribbon cutting as I took over as executive director. That's right. Yeah, that's right. And uh, and so you have a place off of Wadsworth, um, kind of right in the heart of, of Radford. Um, and it, it, I think it was re- all renovated before you went in and everything, a really sharp-looking office. Well, we actually have just finished renovations. We... Um, 
I actually bought the building, mm-hmm. and um, I'm using a portion of it. But I renovated the rest of the building and now have the Disability Resource Center in there with me also. Okay. So um, I don't know, Keith, should we ask her? Because I know she's got a story. Okay. I don't know if we should ask her the story first or ask her about the products first. Yeah. Well, what do you, what do you think? Products. Products first, okay. <laughs> so, Julie, uh, I'm I'm on your website right now. I'm looking at it, and uh, I, I'm just a regular guy, you know, who does money stuff, uh, and then occasionally we get on the radio. But I I'm looking at it, and I cannot figure it out. I don't know what the heck any of that stuff is. So, what do you do? So I work with individuals. Um, I work with a lot of schools, um, with the state agencies like the Department for the Blind and Vision Impaired. But I work with people with um, visual impairments. So it could be somebody that has macular degeneration, somebody that has glaucoma, RP. I mean, just any of the eye diseases Mm -hmm. where you have low vision, where you struggle to see your text or print. Okay. Um, So I have things from like, desktop magnifiers, I have portable magnifiers, handheld magnifiers, anything to help somebody be able to increase the size of the font, change the color, because some people see better with like white on black or yellow on blue, so it allows you to change your different contrast um, to be able to read your print. So, for example, if you're going into a grocery store and you can't see if it, you know, the price of something mm-hmm. or is it, is that, I can see it's green, but is it peas or is it green beans? Mm-hmm. It allows you to magnify something to be able to see what it is. Now, now we had a uh, segment, I don't know, but maybe three years ago where I asked just a general, like either or, and uh, it was, would you over time prefer to have uh, degenerative, if you, if you had to have one? Degenerative eye loss, so over a period of time, your eyesight would just get worse, and then potentially, if you live long enough, lose it. Or would you like to? Would you prefer to have hearing loss, or over time, it would you would degenerate and then potentially lose it? And every person I've asked that question to has always said they would lose the hearing before the eyes, and yet. Every single person, and maybe it's because every person um, or most individuals typically over time start to have hearing impairment. Uh, I mean, I mean, excuse me, an eye uh, loss to where you can't read a book uh, without proper sunlight. You know, I mean, your parents always said, you know, read under a lamp. You know, go outside. You're reading on your bed. Oh, I can see it just fine. Well, now you walk into a room. You're like, I can't read anything unless there's proper lighting. Where's my glasses uh, and kind of everything else. So that uh, uh, inability to just see as clear as you once did is something that affects everybody. But yet on the grander scale, when it's um, medical uh, related to where it becomes a disability, that's uh, that's got to come with its own set of challenges that are emotional. I'm sure that there's a lot of the emotional part that goes with it. Absolutely. Yeah. What I see a lot of people that if they have just recently lost their sight, mm-hmm. that 
they are almost in denial um, and they haven't accepted it yet. They're hoping that it will come back. Yep. Um, I always tell people the beauty, you know, the, the best thing with macular degeneration is you're never going to go completely blind. You will lose your central, you still keep your peripheral vision. So it's kind of training people to, you know, use their peripheral, use magnification, use different contrast. As you said, lighting, I, I do sell lighting. Um, so just it, it's kind of educating people on the, the best way to read. And, and you don't just focus focus on uh, those with impairments you, or in or reduced vision, you also help blind people that Correct. are totally blind. Correct. I, I work with totally blind people as well with, with Braille. I, mm-hmm. I have products that teach you Braille, and then I have full, like, note takers, which is a computer with the Braille output. Um, I, I do embossers, which produces a paper Braille. Um, so I have... There's a lot of and now we talked about AI in our last segment and and certainly AI is starting to play a part in in the lives of those that are visually impaired is that right Absolutely so one of our um one of the products that I carry is it's called the Envision glasses and it is uh, it's using Google Glass mm-hmm. and they actually just added uh, there was an update yesterday that added the GPT chat so um, wow. it was interesting that you were talking yeah. about that earlier in the show because we just added that. I, since it's so new, I haven't used it yet, but I know, I've seen it work. I've, I've seen a demonstration of it where it'll take a document. You can ask it, what are the three main points of this? And it will tell you. Yeah. So. And, and uh, I've got sort of this idea in the back of my head. I've had very little uh, involvement with uh, people that were blind, but I have been around them a little bit. And I, there's a sort of a call center sort of concept that uh, is almost acts as an assistant. Uh, it's a virtual assistant for them. Uh, it, do you know what I'm talking so about? So on the glasses, there you have three different choices. Well, right, yeah, right now there's two, but there's going to be a, th- a mm-hmm. third one coming up. So there's Ira, which is a subscription service mm-hmm. where – if, if somebody's out and about and they need help, they can contact an IRA agent who can actually see what they're looking at. Yes. Um, they all, the glasses also come with, um, it's called Envision Ally. So an ally is a friend or family member that you can add to your, your glasses. And then if, mm-hmm. like, for example, say I was in an airport and I'm at my gate, the gate gets changed. I didn't hear which gate it was changed to. My my family member can actually see what I'm looking at to be able to tell me, oh, it's changed a gate, such and such, and help guide me there. Mm. Yeah, it's amazing. It's just an amazing culture that is uh, has evolved for the blind. Um, uh, this may be a question that you can't answer, um, but it always seemed to me like if there was one sort of uh, uh, prosthetic, uh, if you will, that should be – doable it would be the eyes and and even with some sort of a computer chip in the brain or something are we am i thinking there's just no way am i kind of way out there in sci-fi land or or is that sort of technology 
pretty close. You know, they they are working on different, you know, like for macular degeneration. You, we keep hearing that, you know, they're they're hoping to come out with something soon to mm-hmm. be able to stop that. But right now, I don't. I. It was like twenty one thirty or something like because there was a guy on Tron. Who had, I mean, uh, Star Trek. He had that. That's right, George Jordy. See, yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah. So, what's the story? Well, so yeah, you have a story as to sort of what inspired you to get into the business that you're in, right? So, in my family, um, growing up, my my grandmother was blind. Mm-hmm. Um, at that time, it wasn't called macular degeneration, um, but she she used the Geordie, which would allow her to uh-huh. see the TV, see things in a distance. Um, and then my dad was very active in the Lions Club, and the, the Lions Club mission is helping those with visual impairments. So, and I grew up in Richmond, close to the Department for the Blind and Vision Impaired, and they have a rehabilitation center there. And so monthly, we would go there and help feed the students at the center. And so I was always around people with with low vision and blindness. Mm -hmm. And my sister was inspired to become a teacher of the visually impaired, a TVI. Um, And I... I stayed home with my kids when they were younger, and then when I was ready to go back to work, I reached out to my sister and said, do you know anyone that is looking for a sales rep for low vision and blindness? I wanted to get into the Mm -hmm. field. And I started with one company, and I've kind of made a couple of changes along the way. And then um, about six years ago, I started Ability to Access, and it has really grown. And like I mentioned to you earlier, yeah. in the middle of the pandemic, I decided to open up a showroom. Um, and not only did I open up one showroom, I then went and opened a second showroom in <laughs> Richmond. Wow. Um, so, yeah. it is, you know, I, it, they're by appointment only. Mm-hmm. Um, I go back and forth. I still travel to people's homes because some people that live alone that are visually impaired don't have a way to get to me. So I will come to them. Um so um, I did not expect to to have this uh, the ability to ask this question. Um, so now you have operations in one of the larger cities of the, in the United States and one of the smaller cities in the United States. Uh, and and the the question that I was going to ask you early on was, you know, why did you pick Radford? I mean, it seems like kind of a niche product and you know that population density would be a a bonus for you are you finding that it doesn't matter it really doesn't matter i have people that drive here from north carolina i have people that are driving two three hours to get here to see me yeah so so it's it's almost like uh uh your proximity to places right there are no other showrooms in north carolina west virginia um or virginia i mean i i am the only one in around here around the east coast doing this yeah that's amazing i'd had a lot of people ask me do you have a showroom and because i used to try and take as much product with me and and i just obviously i can't take everything Mm -hmm. and it's just worked out really well having a place where people can come and and see everything at one time well tell everyone where they can find you and um as a kind of a maybe a call to action and uh maybe some of their 
uh, fears or concerns that you could quickly maybe put to rest. So where, where, where are you physically located once again in Radford? Where's your web or phone number or anything like that first? So I'm located at 106 Wadsworth Street, which is right at the corner of 2nd and Wadsworth. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it is by appointment only, so please call me. My number is 540-639-9732. And you can also see all of the products that we carry on our website, which is www.ability, which is A-B-I-L-I-T-Y, the number two, access, A-C-C-E-S-S dot com. Awesome. Cool. Super guest, super guest, uh, Dan. Appreciate you bringing her. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, Julie, so glad that you came. Thanks for the investment in the community. Yeah, seriously. Thank you for having me here. Yep. All right. Well, when we come back, we'll see if the next guest can't screw it up. <laughs> You're listening to AM Hodgepodge. So, so they say it'll 